Welcome to CCRPG, where we open up our virtual table and play games with some good friends. I'm Bob, and I'll be running Lancer, an RPG by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan. You can find it at Massive Press on itchot.io. In our last session, we saw the DBC crew, with the assistance of the Nobilis Affair, take control of the Iridium Alum Mime from its automated defenders. Now, Concern and Valet busy themselves with preparing the mine for detonation. Comet, Chimera, and Orion regroup after the fight to plan next steps while helping their allies. Meanwhile, Rock speeds back to the mining camp to pick up the engineer Nose Tolerant, hoping to set another nasty surprise in Fluce Delta before Manticorp's arrival. And this is going to pick back up basically right where we left you guys off last time. Uh, Rock, you've already kind of sped away. Um, you're heading to the mining camp to pick up your passenger um, slash um, co-conspirator uh, from the civilian group. And the rest of you are still back with concern and valet as of right now. So I'm going to ask you guys right now at the beginning here. What are you doing? Well, Dine is uh, Dine is gonna help out and clean up after the battle a little, make sure everyone is okay, and then probably follow after Rock, because uh, they're gonna group up and head off to the city, and Dine is gonna split off to see Torse um, when he gets there. Gotcha. So you're going to rendezvous with Rock uh, after he stops at the mining camp so that you could head in the same general direction together. Yep, yep. Um, so, uh, Don, you're going to tell Torse about our plan. Yeah. Yep, okay, yep. that's good. Yeah, we wanted to contact her on the radio, but I think we decided um, that would be risky if it got intercepted, uh, communique. So, um cool and you um, also have the umds <laughs> umds mm -hmm. oh right the umds <laughs> right <laughs> we just need a, a a psp to to access the data <laughs> um uh, uh uh so um can i um kind of uh so uh clean uh, clean up the the battle scene a little bit so um uh part of our plan is um well okay never mind i was going to say part of the plan is we want to make it look like we never fought there but that's not true we just want to make it look like we like fought we there but were the repelled mind. yeah like exactly. an attempt was made yeah so if anything we want evidence of a battle there um but uh, we just don't want it to seem like we actually got access to the mine. Um, and afterwards, we're going to reactivate the um, turrets. So, so here's here's a question: How how can we remotely reactivate the turrets? Because we don't want to activate it and have them start attacking us again. Uh, is there? Could I look into that? Yeah, totally. That's something you can start investigating. Okay. How do you want to do that? Um, I want to. So I want to see if uh, the if there's a terminal or something um, that I can gain access to and see if there's uh, like a central control where like uh, all the turrets are 
um, controlled from. Knowing Astro, he just has to ask really nice and say, yeah, thank you. <laughs> just have to charm them. <laughs> okay, so uh, where are you going to look for this? <clears throat> um, well, uh, so we're within the boundaries of the mine now. Um, uh, so just, just for my, uh, visualization, we kind of like went through a wall, right? Uh, or we got inside a wall and then the mine itself, the entrance in mine is within the walls, kind of like a fortress with mm. the entrance inside. No, not, correct? not quite. It's more okay. like it was on a raised so basically you are approaching the mine from below. Like, remember, this is a very mountainous region and the mine is cut back into the hills. But the area leading to the front of the mine is a completely flat area. So you basically were approaching it from below. And what I told you before you started the fight was there's a ridge ahead of you over this ridge is the mine like as soon as you crest this ridge you're going to be in sight of the turrets so combat starts as soon as you step over this ridge uh that's right yeah so it's kind of okay. like you were on a big flat area but like they didn't have targeting on you until you had had gone up enough that you would show up okay well i'll start so going into the mine i'll start by uh following the wires to where the power generator is and, and then i'll see yeah. if uh, there's any anything like a server room or or um uh so, so some sort of like uh a, a terminal or, or mainframe that i can access that's around that area yeah absolutely so um you basically kind of easily find um where the power systems are they are the same large uh generators that i described for rock when he got in here before to shut them down um they are just big power generators there's like nothing more to them to that than that it's like within this first large opened area in the mine and you can tell most of the mining equipment, the lights for the mine, everything kind of cables off of this point. Um, as you kind of get further into the mine, you can see from where you are kind of the opening to the area that's kind of like the reverse ziggurat, like built down into the ground. Um, and you can see because right now the mines are dark um, because... The only thing you have lighting your way is the lighting on your mech. You kind of wander into the mines and it's very much like driving through a tunnel in the car, right? Like that yeah. has no lights in it. It's just your headlamps that's illuminating everything because the only reason everything is not shooting you right now is because all the power has been cut. Um, so you find your way to the generators and in the distance, you can see the room um, that has the reverse ziggurat because you can see kind of like the little firefly like glow of um, your other two allies who have gone further in that direction. You're just catching some of the bouncing beams of light coming back in your direction from them using their lights to kind of find their way to set their detonators. Okay, gotcha. Um, can I identify? Uh, do I? Am I able to identify like which wires would lead, which cables would lead to the um, turrets, um, and maybe um, because I, I'd like to see if it's possible to turn the generators back on for so we can uh, 
we can turn the lights back on basically but uh, um uh, first uh detach the connection to the turrets uh so what i'll say is it only takes you time like there's no there's no role here to determine that it is mm-hmm. it is something that if you just look at it and and puzzle it out it's it's not hard to to figure um you see the lines that kind of run the power cabling for the lamps and various equipment that kind of you know snakes its way down into the mine and and back towards the entrance a little bit and it's very obvious that there are some kind of high capacity wires that kind of lead up and through some um kind of drilled holes into the side of the cave that you you suspect lead to powering large-scale machinery outside okay so i'll detach those wires that uh so how do you do that because these are are very much hardwired into the generator it is oh, like so they're not they're th- not like plugged there in there, there's no plug here it's like something. these these wires are coming from the interior of the machine like this is this is like they were built into it um you can oh. you can take the time like if you really want to you can take the time to open up the generator find out where the high capacity wires enter the generator and connect up to like the interior power system and remove them that way but that will take again more time yeah um i'll i'll radio concern and valet and i'll say how important is it to you that you have light uh in the mine can you do your work without light uh concern uh we'll radio back to you uh i mean we're finding our way it's just gonna take us some time to follow the maps we we have a general layout but like we said we never made it past the defenders before so this is still our first time seeing it in person um having the lights on would be a boon of course sure all right that makes sense copy that so um i'll see what i can do Okay. Um and then um yeah, I'll 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 try to do that. I'll open up the generator and see if I can sort of rewire things in there. Um only only if if it seems like I'm doing a task that I can undo when we leave. Um meaning I like I can rewire everything back the way it was before. Okay. Um, that will be a pilot check. Okay. Um, is it like a risky pilot check or anything like uh, that? It is not risky, um, but it is difficult. So I'm going to add, uh, a D six of difficulty to your role. Okay. Um, I can use uh hack or fix as one of my triggers. Um, uh, I also m- might make an argument for take control. Uh, from what I understand of take control is it's a bit more of a, like taking control of a situation kind of effect. Um, yeah, I, I mean that could, be, so it's, uh, use force, violence, presence of will, direct action to take control of something. Yeah. This that's is often that's something not the situation. Like yeah. an object someone is holding. 
You could take control of someone's gun or key card they have on their the, person. This you is also like take socially taking. Yeah, this is this is socially taking control or situationally taking control. The generator doesn't know or care that you exist, right? You cannot your your force violence or presence of will does nothing to change the situation. All right. So um uh but hack and fix should be fine. hack and fix is the is the thing that I'm seeing for you that looks like it applies to the situation, yes. Okay, so difficulty one um Fix. So okay. tell me, tell me what you're trying to accomplish. So, oh, uh, uh, opening up the power generator um, and looking at the wiring, um, and just just trying to rewire it um, uh, so that uh, so that um, the the wires leading to the high capacity cables aren't connected to the power source okay so you've named your goal i'm going to determine what the consequence for failure here is the consequence for failure is you can do this but um if if you cannot do it skillfully um it will not be something you can turn back on remotely when you leave you'll have to do the hard work of like manually re-threading the wires and stuff and it'll just be on as you're leaving Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. We've um, determined which trigger is activated, and I've given you a difficulty. All right. One difficulty. Let's see what we get. Uh, 15. Nice. So you roll a 14 plus 2 minus, oh, you only rolled 1 on the difficulty, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah, you do you do perfectly okay here. You succeed, you kind of you you do have to take your time here. So um tell me if this kind of lines up with what you're thinking. You you'd probably get out of your mech here, right? You're Oh, you're, yeah, you're yeah, grease monkey this, this right? Work. You're you yeah. kind of like I, do you how do you get out of your mech? Like what's what's the system by which you lower yourself out of the director's cut? Um, so yeah, the, the director's cup cut has a hatch on the underside of the mech. So I just sort it just sort of lowers, uh, the mech on its legs. Um, and then the hatch opens up and lowers me down kind of like on a platform, um, to the ground and I just step off. Okay. Uh, and it's just waiting there. And when I get back in, I'll step back on that platform and it'll raise me back into the mech. And uh, yours is kind of like a multi-ipedal kind of like walker style mech, right? So it yeah. kind of like lowers down and <laughs> it kind of like you just fall out of the bottom of it, basically. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck and chat said fireworks go off as Astro's lowered down. That's uh, that doesn't happen, but that's a really good idea. I should add like sparklers, you know, pyrotechnics. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what I should I be done? like silhouetted by a spotlight as I get lowered down. <laughs> <laughs> the final countdown should be playing on my speakers. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god! It lowers down with a curtain that opens when it gets the whole way down. <laughs> I, 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 Todd, I swear, if you actually do that, Evelyn's going to disable that first opportunity she gets. 
I'm I'm not even joking. I think I'm gonna start adding some of these things into my Mac at some point in my free time. <laughs> but right oh. now, unfortunately, no theatrics. That, I just hey, get out of the Mac. That's fine. When it narratively hurts you, I'm cool with that too. Um, <laughs> so. You know, uh, I don't think Astro cares about whether it narratively hurts him, just as long as it looks awesome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you kind of lower down on the platform with like, what 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 do you have on you? Like, what kind of tools is Astro using to even accomplish this? Um, uh, let me see if there's anything I actually um, specifically have in my um, inventory. Um because if you have the same uh, inventory I have for you now, all I see that is kind of like technical here is your subjectivity enhancement right. suite. Um, you don't really have tools, um, which makes this slower going. So this is a success. You aren't going to suffer the effects of failure, um, but it is going to not probably be as fast as you had kind of hoped it would be um because you're gonna have to get in there and just with like the maintenance kit that's like bog standard for any mech that has like a screwdriver that's not quite the size you wish it was yeah and like various like like electrical tape and things like that you're like i can make this work but it's definitely not what you wish you had right um so you get in there, you take off some of the access panels, um, you start working on the wiring. Um, luckily, uh, the safety precaution of turning off all the electricity before doing this was taken for you ahead of time. Um, so you don't get shocked or anything. <laughs> um, good. But yeah, um, these are these are the kind of high the the high capacity wires that that kind of lead up and into the side of the cave wall you imagine they let out somewhere up top um that connects to the turrets themselves and you tell me because this is a, this is a because this is a success what does it look like you being able to set it up somehow that you can re-enable it remotely after you leave um so um can I have it? Can I? So, um, most of the work just to detach the wiring and stuff, I, I had to do, um, you know, like you said, just with my basic kit or whatever, whatever. But can I have it then interface with my subjectivity enhancement suite so I can use that to, uh, activate it, um, uh, remotely? So there's a there's an interesting blend of physical and digital here, right? Because you're you're physically yeah. unplugging these wires and your interface is more of like a software level thing. Right. So you tell me how those two things interact with one another. Well, um, even 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 uh, like the most uh, basic uh electronics and technology usually has some sort of like chip in it um uh that does like basic embedded computing or whatever um uh like you know anything as simple as like maybe the generator has an auto shut off or something you know it'd require some sort of uh microchip or something like that so if there's something like that i can interface directly with it uh using uh using the subjectivity enhancement suite and um and uh sideload like a little program that will 
uh, that will um, uh, activate the turrets when I send it a current. Okay, so basically what you're telling me is like the, where the the high the high capacity cables kind of connect to the rest of it. You're you're loading something in there that is basically like don't send power this way until I send another signal that like gets rid of the the block I just put in. Exactly. Or, yeah. So yeah, I, I'd say that that's a, a perfectly a perfectly um, reasonable way to do this so you get in there and once you're down to like the the precise level you're you're able to kind of hack into the thing make sure it's all ready to go you make sure that like you're able to 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 reattach all the service all the all the kind of service access panels and stuff without making it look too too messed up um yeah, uh, all this 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 takes you nothing but time, but like nothing went wrong here and you're good to go. Astro accomplished uh, getting these basically set up to remotely trigger the turrets. Yeah. Um, and additionally, now I can I can turn the generators on now and restore light. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, yeah. Once you get to that point, that's the easy part of all of this. So yeah. uh, a little while uh, you turn it back on, you hear some things spit up and then you hear the the heavy like uh, the the sound of like the heavy kind of like factory electrical lights turning on where it sounds like like a, a breaker switch is being thrown every time one of them turns on. It's like as like all the high like the, the lights that kind of light up the deeper parts of the mine all turn on in stages leading deeper into the mine um you get a call uh on your comms uh from uh concern uh that's just saying uh yeah the the lights just turned on was that you affirmative uh hope that helps yeah no this will make things a little quicker thanks no problem additionally when we leave i'll be able to remotely activate the turrets so they shouldn't give us any trouble on our way out that's good news. This is uh, looking like a more and more successful mission the further we get. All right. Well, keep me informed of your progress. Yeah, we'll be up in a bit. Copy that. All right. And while all this was happening, what was Chimera up to? Uh, actually, I was ca- I was kind of interested in helping um, Ballet and um, Concern set up the... Um, I-, I assume we're, they're just setting up um, bombs. Yeah, yeah, they're they're setting up explosives and structural points and and using the information about iridium alum to try and kind of maximize yield and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, give them a hand with that if possible. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what you've been kind of preparing to do. So um, you head down into the mines. um, You know, I I assume that this happens around when Comet. Uh, first sets up to start working on the generator so you head down uh, deeper into the mines you're just using kind of the work lamps on the front of your mech to kind of get things illuminated Um, it's dark it's kind of impressive oppressive feeling and definitely once you step into the large area that just kind of ziggurat steps down into like a giant basin in the middle and there are various like paths cut off in different directions it it feels at once familiar to you because you've been on mining planets before and you've kind of worked in tunnels before, but 
it's it's set up in a way that just feels a little alien like this isn't this isn't how you've seen things done before i see <clears throat> yeah uh i guess i guess in part of it's going to be like i've been t- taking it taking it in i guess a little bit like maybe not taking notes per se but sort of like observing like how they were doing the mining operation just because of her background she's like oh so that's how they do it i guess that makes sense or something to that effect mm-hmm. um you do get a bit of an insight here from like stopping to kind of like see how things worked a little bit um you can tell by the the techniques they were using to to cut channels into the rock and whatnot that they had well you assume as well that they have different tech um for mining than than your patron uh did back home um very obviously the way uh manticorp does things is a little bit different um and you can kind of tell that uh by working your way deeper um can you go ahead and can you tell me how good evelyn would be at determining the effect of something's function based off its design like how how intuitive is she in that field i feel like she has some experience if only because like a lot of her skill triggers kind of reflect that kind of understanding um like for example like you know building gadgets or fixing things like i i feel like you need to be have you need to have some level of understanding in order to be able to do that kind of thing so like do you think evelyn has a good idea of what the ends for for lack of a better word like when she's designing something do you think she has a good idea of what like the end user experience is going to be when she's designing it like do you think based off of how something's designed she could see how that would affect people or how people would be using it i guess yeah kind of like what what's you you know when you're designing something you don't always have completely in mind how it's going to be used how good is evelyn intuiting like okay sure this is the way it's designed but in in practicality how's it going to be used at the end i I think she has a decent understanding because like i think she kind of needed that in order to like like one thing i've been kind of chewing on a little bit is like where she got the experience from that those skills from like obviously when she was a miner on the mining planet but like i imagine that she was kind of doing this kind of thing leading up to her recruitment with astro so she had that kind of skill right so so like i i think like she sees like for lack of let's say for argument's sake she sees a drill off to the side like she's gonna be thinking like okay like you know how how would they be using that drill for you know this kind of mining operation okay Um, stuff like that so uh, I'm just going to take you at face value for this because I don't think it's it's interesting to have a role here because there's no real consequences for failure. Um, but basically what you can kind of get by the way they do things here is that it's very obvious by the way the mines are cut, by the tools you see discarded, by the waste product and how it's channeled and, you know, where various um like lines lead back to the surface to get rid of like waste rock and things like that that this was built to be efficient in the same way that like if you could program a bunch of machines to come in here and do it that this would be like an easy path but for people 
it's a little dangerous. Um, Evelyn, you get the sense that like there are practices that they set up in these mines that would not fly where you came from. Uh, I see. So built more for automation than it would be for um, almost human like era, human passage. Yeah. And here's here's what you ultimately get out of this is you see the signs that if this mine was to go on for the next, say, 200 years, they would eventually want to phase people out. Right. Like you can you can see the signs of where if this mine was to keep being mined in the future at some point humans wouldn't be a part of it anymore there's probably like a million osha violations yeah it's very very much in the and and the the two things that kind of like trigger it the most for you is like how rock is removed and how tunnels are stabilized is just not safe unless you have something that's doing a predictable thing day after day like like a robot on a track would be doing Right. Like once you on a lot of these things, if you don't have that kind of perfect predictability, you imagine there's a lot of room for uh, human error would cause more than what is acceptable losses. I can only imagine there were probably a very large number of accidents on the job. Yeah, I'd say that you you don't see any direct evidence of it, but. Evelyn probably almost recoils in thinking about it a little bit in the same way that like you have friends and family that did this kind of work and you wouldn't want to see them down here doing this work. Well, that that ain't good. But you do. Yeah, you do move deeper down into the mine. And um, uh, I mean, concern and valet give you the equipment you need to start to start rigging. Yeah, I'll um I guess I'll start looking for now obviously this was set up to be efficient, so there's probably not a lot of places where it's designed to fall apart, but I I feel like everyone would be able to pick point some spots out to set up some good bombs. Yeah, based off of your uh previous knowledge and, and what you've learned so far, um yeah, you you kind of already know how you're going to distribute uh your your explosive payloads. Here's a dumb question. Um would and I I know because the question I'm about to ask is something normally you would ask me, but like, does Evelyn know what iridium alum looks like? Like it's raw, unprocessed form. I'd say there's no way you got this far without knowing that. I'm sure that in in the very least, um, there was an example of it back in the mining camp you could have seen, or maybe like it's it's not exactly hidden information so much as it is like. The planets that it's on are classified, so the only place you would see it is in like encyclopedias and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's like gotcha. you may you may have seen a picture in a book of it. Is there any like just chunks of the stuff that's sitting around? No, it's no. Like there's bare. there's not there's not a single place where there is a chunk of it set aside. Um, the version of iridium alum that you see is where it is still in active veins that were being mined the the only iridium alum you see down in these mines is the stuff that hasn't been extracted yet uh and like very minimal waste product like dust that might have gotten on other rocks and stuff like that 
I mean, that's sort of what I was getting at, like a vein, but, um... Yeah, okay, you see cool. veins, but not, like, chunks or anything that are sitting around. How hard, how hard would we be able to, like, break off a piece of... Piece of Kit bar? Um, break off a piece that are, are reading Malum, just, like, just... Just not, uh, not like a, huge a small, a small chunk of like completely unprocessed iridium. Exactly, amount. like like a bowling ball amount, like not that big. Are you using your Mac or are you doing it on on foot? Uh, I got a Mac. Mechs probably do more damage than I would do. All right how do how does your Mac try to do that? You you tell me your way in basically. What are you using to do this? Uh, I got an axe. Um, I I probably have used uh like. I would imagine that to some degree um, we used um, mechs to do the mining, and assuming that like it's apparent, like I, I like everyone would know, I would not know that like if her axe was sufficient enough to just break off a small chunk, she would do that. Um, I guess that's your call. Yeah, no, um, your axe is more than sufficient to break off a small chunk. Um, what I will say is that you, your axe is a physical thing. Um, so I'll give you two options. You can swing your axe at the wall and try to chunk off a small piece of it. Uh, or you could use one of your activations on your weapon to extend the the energy part of your axe in which case you would just kind of have to push it into the wall to like cut a piece off so you can either swing and try to chunk a piece off or you could use one of your charges of your beam axe to literally just shave some iridium alum out of the wall and I guess the trade-off would be if I didn't use the um, activation that, like, I would fail or damage the axe, or... You don't know what'll happen. You don't know... Ah. Remember, we've we've been rolling a, a lot recently to see how much you know about Iridium Alum, and the answer's not much. Hmm. I guess it boils down to this. If, if I use the beam axe and the beam energy ignites, or lack of a better word, sets off the alum... That could be an issue. Yeah, could be. Um, yeah, I'm not as as easier as that may be. I feel like like it could be easier to break it off, but if there's a chance of it going off, it's even worse. Especially if I'm carrying grenades. Yeah, that'd be me. a problem. So actually, before I even do that, maybe I'll like whatever explosives I have on me. Maybe put like a good number of yards back out of the way. So in case this does ignite, uh, it's not a concern. And then maybe pick a vein that's particularly small and just do a physical action with no beam activation. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to go ahead. You, you take the careful action of making sure that all your high grade military explosives are set away <laughs> from the mining site. Um, and yeah, you take your, your tactical melee weapon, which is your, um, which is your, your ax, uh, and you're going to try and uh, chop a chop a piece of the wall off, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. go for it. Now imagine what would happen if Astro set off the fireworks in the mine, considering what was just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, OK, this is a basic melee attack, Bob. Uh, I want you to actually. Uh, you're not going to miss the wall. Uh, I want you to just roll me uh, I, I your kinetic damage, which is a, a 1d6 plus 2 for the tactical melee weapon. I want to see how much damage you do to this wall. 
Uh, for the, for those at home, my luck has always never been the greatest. So, like, I'm already scared already, even if it is a guaranteed hit. <laughs> I rolled a six. I'm at home. Is that for me too? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you're you're just as important as any listener, Jay. All right. Well, Charles, you oh, get God. a nice, hefty smack on this wall. You you rear back, you adjust your aim, and you just slam your axe into the wall. And uh, remember how I was talking about, like, the main problems with, like, how the mine was set up and how it's a little bit dangerous is that, you know, <laughs> the, the structure that's, like, holding up the mines isn't really up to code. I well, swear to God, is this a cave-in? <laughs> Well, you hit the wall so hard with the axe um, that some of the support structures up the wall and above you give way as you swing at it. Um, How much armor do you have on your mech again? A lot. Okay, that's not a number. (laughs) Two, two, two. It's two. Okay, well, that's good, um, because if you were a person, this would kill you. Um, Oh, yeah, that's why I wanted to do the mech also. (laughs) So you uh, so I I rolled damage for collapse. I just rolled a D3 for to see because it's still just a bunch of rocks and it's not a full cave in. It's just some of the support structures fall on you, but it did roll a three. So your armor is able to shrug off some of this. I imagine because you're all spiky, like some of it even impales itself on your armor, but enough of it dents and scratches you that it's going to be a little less functional in future fights. You're going to go ahead and lose one HP for this. Uh, that's perfectly fine because I also just remembered I never repaired after the battle, which that's I was going very to do true. anyway. Yeah, you're so, so injured. Maybe I'll spend a repair cap after this to get that damage back. But I um, think that I would be wise. Uh, Maybe you so, should avoid smacking walls again before you do that. The upside of your literally my job. <laughs> the <laughs> upside is do. Chimera that you did wedge off a piece of the iridium alum vein that was in the wall. <laughs> um, you end up with a little bit more than what you would describe as like a bowling ball sized piece. Uh, it's more like like a torso, like someone's torso worth of rock on the ground. Sweet. Um. I will add that to my inventory. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you go ahead and uh, pick that up with the additional applications of force and kind of just haul it with you (laughs) as you move on with the remainder of your job. Uh, After this happens, uh, you get a a call into your comms a little bit uh, like I'd say like two or three minutes later. Um, It's concern and just says, uh, hey, did did anyone else feel that? Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I, um, I, I, I bumped some stuff in the, in one of the halls and, uh, caused a little bit of a, um, a small little rumble, but no, every, everything's good. No, small little, little cave-in. No, no <laughs> need to worry. <laughs> well, it wasn't a cave-in, it was just a bunch of rocks that caused one damage, but I'm not gonna... I bumped it with my axe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, just keep your eyes on the prize. Once we get this lit up, we're getting out of here. Yeah. Uh, I'll set up the rest of the uh, explosives and then work my way back. All right. Perfect. All right. So you take the time you finish deploying the rest of the explosives. Now, are these so 
Um, I want to just remind you and Astro specifically, because you're the two that has access to these right now. Um, there was also the mine layer um, that those are different explosives, right? You're going to be using those for other things. You're using the explosives that you brought with you to detonate the mine. Is that right? Oh, y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, you escorted basically uh, a small like construction hover truck with you that was carrying a bunch of explosives uh and that's what uh concern and valet originally like intended to rig up the mine with uh you also found a bunch of explosives that the the mine layer mc had um that i just wanted to make sure that you were still aware those exist i didn't know if you were using any of those for anything currently or not i assume that um Heap, I forget which what um heap code sub code name is. That's that's Valet. Valet. Yep. Yeah. I I I assume that Valet was going to use as part of the explosions based on his dialogue last session. Okay. Well, you're you're unsure then. Yeah, I can ask the next time I see him. Okay. So after also, uh, yes, please. Sorry, as as opportunity as soon as there's an opportunity to do so i am going to spend the repair cap to restore my health yeah so that won't be until you have like a rest where you're actually repairing your mech um so that is not now because you're actively doing stuff um but we will find when you and your team have time for like a short uh a short rest like a, a short repair uh time um but that isn't that doesn't seem to be now because you guys have kind of like you're not you're not doing repairs you're not cooling down your mech right that's that's what you would need no. to be doing to get that yeah, i guess not yet so all right so oh. after uh after you do that essentially um you start heading your way back up to the surface astro has set up his rigging what else do you guys want to be doing at this mine Is there a very clear path out? Because, like, I, I don't know if the landmines are still active. I, I guess we can just go back the way we came without having to worry about setting them off or whatnot. I, I'm slightly concerned on the way out. We'll run into more mines. Hold on. Say say again. I was saying, do we do we need the? Is there is there a clear path we can use to leave the mines without setting off any more? Uh, explosives <laughs> isn't it fun that mines are the things that you lay on the ground and also the thing you're inside right now so you're saying um you're worried the bombs are gonna set off some more bombs we're gonna we're gonna walk out and we'll for, like we'll forget the path we took or whatever and then I mean, we'll you've got a map, or at least Heathcote and Valet have a map. Do they, does that map show where the landmines are? I mean, aren't they the ones who place them? No, there was a there was a no. robot placing down mines oh, that I yeah. encountered. Yeah, remember remember yeah. last combat we were running I in the landmines. Yeah, I was That's I was busy uh, being a target outside. Um. Well, is there any way we can scan for them? There is, actually. Isn't there? That's um, correct. Because there was in combat. <laughs> I was going to say, like, did we not do that earlier? Yeah, um, so I, I'm imagining you guys are actually having this conversation where it's like, okay, yeah. we're done. You you start talking about what you've completed and, and how to get out of here. 
All right. Uh, yeah. Um, let's let's see if we can scan for uh, landmines. Uh, just so we're clear until we're clear of the uh, mine. Sure. All right. So yeah, you guys uh, take your time. Uh, you uh, you uh to both uh with concern and valet kind of work your way out of the kind of flat kill zone in front of the mine uh get to the ridge that you had uh, originally scaled to get there in the first place and yeah um with with the kind of time and patience you would have not being shot at by <laughs> uh giant mechs with guns uh it is that not helps. it is not too much of an issue to you know scan move scan move to to make sure that you're not stepping on anything untoward um you make your way back to the truck and are you doing anything with that the truck that you brought the equipment here on uh we should bring well we uh i don't have anything else to do with it i believe we should just bring it back to the base yeah probably yeah it'd be more suspicious to leave it here and if anything yeah, I mean, it, it, especially if, you know, they find it and it has no bombs on it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, um, uh, Don, you, you left already, did, did you, did you? I have already left, yes. Okay, I, I thought so, I was just making sure. Um, yeah, so we'll just take the, um, uh, the vehicle back with us to the base. Okay. Um. And this is a few hours later. So um, you guys, you guys have spent the majority of the rest of this day kind of setting up the mine for detonation and making sure that the equipment's online after the combat this this earlier this day. Um, so basically, the remainder of your day is setting this up and then getting ready to head back to camp. Um, so we are going to step back over to our other players um who uh had a little uh bit more kind of uh giddy up in their get out uh and kind of jetted off right away so rock um right after the combat you had uh some very specific goals where did you head off to uh head off back to the mining camp to pick up jose no say no say yes no say tolerant um so uh rock you are fast uh and especially when you don't have to uh worry uh about like keeping pace with the the rest of your lance uh you can kind of like kick into gear a little bit so i imagine you get there pretty quickly um i'd say you know probably and slightly under the amount of time it took to get out to the mine you you get back quicker than that um it is still a little bit later in the day um but it's not quite as late um you get back to the mining camp what's the first thing you do um i would try to uh try to find i I mean i guess i'd try to contact the um um oh shoot what's her name uh the 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 leader here rejoice Rejoice, is that it? Joyce, yeah, yeah Joyce Lindhall. Yeah, I'd contact Joyce and just let her know, hey, Rock's here to pick up uh, No Say and head out. Now remember, they don't really have comms on in this base. Mm-hmm. 
So okay. like, do you do you actually like get out and go yeah. find her and stuff? OK, um, so, yeah, um, you arrive in base, um, you kind of uh, quickly. Uh, and speaking of, how do you get out of your mech? What do you mean? What does it look like to get out of uh, your mech? Like oh. the final phase well, of existence, like not, what, what's I'm the cockpit like, like and a, stuff? Yeah. A designated area or something, I would just kneel down and then like I'm sure the chest would open up and I would just have like a little rope thing that I would just uh, get on that would lower me down the rest of the way. Yeah. So you just kind of like hook your foot into it, hang on, lower down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, you just kind of like head out into the base um you find your way quickly uh to kind of the command center of the mining camp uh rejoice is where you expected her to be um and uh she is in the middle of a meeting right now actually um and as you enter, you will see it is Rejoice, uh, and it is Peak Binder, uh, who is in the meeting with her. Uh, they are in the middle of discussing uh, discussing payment logistics uh, that you're not quite sure what they're talking about, but you kind of enter like halfway through a conversation. Okay. Um, I don't interrupt them, so I'll wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, Peak uh, is very obviously reading off of some sort of notepad uh, that he has there. Uh, It looks like a clipboard that just has a bunch of papers stapled together on it. um, That's like held down by a clip. Um, And he's going through and he's like, "Uh, and then the relocation fees all all seem like they they're exactly where we left them. So there shouldn't be any issue there. I I think I mean, if anything, we we have more. And she you just see her like nodding along to his report. Um, you see like she acknowledges you uh, like swiftly, like as you enter the room and she just kind of cuts him off once he finishes the last thought. Um, and he notices very quickly afterwards. You're there as well. Ah, oh, Rock, uh, you're back. Or let me let me find her again. She's she has like a southern accent, right? Rock is hard to say. Okay. Right. Hey there. Uh, I see you got back from the mine. Okay. How'd things go? Say my name. Hey, Rock. Uh, <laughs> see, you got back, see you got back from the mines there. How'd it go? <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to kick myself. you right in the balls, but. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it went as well as could be expected. They're currently setting everything up, and I'm here to. To move on with the next phase, you said uh, Nose would be here? Oh, yeah, I got him right outside. He'll be ready to go in a second. Um, I told him to stay on standby, so I pulled him out of the work rotation. Um, What can I expect from him? Uh, He's an excellent engineer. He knows what he's doing. If you listen to him, he he'll get you through just fine. He's not combat trained or anything, but he's just he's just an any person like me. Uh, there is also some, uh, equipment you're going to need. Remember I told you the, uh, way we, uh, kind of deactivated the, the power plant is, uh, we actually removed some systems. It's not like it's trashed. It's just, there are things missing and we know what you need, obviously. So you're going to have to take that in with you. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, how heavy is it? How much? Uh, we load a few things on a on a little mobile platform for you. Uh, it might slow you down a little bit, but it shouldn't shouldn't be too bad. It's uh, and she explains a few things for you. There are various connectors. Uh, one thing is basically like a like a coolant pack that needs to be like lowered into one of the systems and stuff like that. Um, she explains that it is it is on a on a lev carrier outside. Okay. Unfortunately, you won't be able to get there quite as fast lugging this equipment. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Anything else you need before we get on? Not that I can think of. Um, uh, No, I, I don't think so. All right. Well, once you get things uh, readied up there, just... uh. I mean, you'll be you'll be playing the waiting game like the rest of us. Hopefully, uh, hopefully time flies. Having fun or not. I'll just nod mine seemingly off elsewhere. All right. Yeah. And um, she'll just kind of like nod to you kind of like, a OK, you're good. <laughs> you, you can go when you feel like it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I do. All right. So you head outside. Um, there is uh, a, a man uh, sitting in a seat off to the side. He is wearing coveralls, uh, kind of like a uh, kind of like a, a dark gray or a dark blue kind of coverall situation that has um, the power plant insignia on it. You, it's something you would have seen in the power plant while you were doing your investigations in it earlier. Um, he's kind of zipped up. He has like a set of tools next to him. Uh, he's wearing a hard hat uh, and he has on safety goggles. I'll look around and then back to him. He he like looks at you and stands up and he goes, oh, uh, hi, uh, I'm no say. Uh, the boss said uh, that you needed me to help with something. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Um, let's go. All right. Well, uh, I'm ready to go whenever you are. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm rock. Um, hope you don't mind a tight squeeze. Next not made for two. Oh. He like, he like, it takes him a moment. He processes it a little bit and then he like smiles. Uh, okay, well, uh, whatever you say, boss. All right, well, uh, let's go. Sexual tension. <laughs> no say <laughs> is uh, a little bit older. Uh, than you, but not not like old in any sense. You you peg him at, at somewhere in his thirties. Um, he is he is not uh particularly large. Um, but he he has like his his dimensions are a little bit broader than he is tall. Um, and you immediately notice uh, as you're kind of like making your way out to your mech to kind of get going. He doesn't have maybe the same kind of. Uh, expediency that you do, uh, you're kind of like ready to get on with the mission and he like, you know, 
shuffles with his hat a little bit, walks back over to his tool set, like picks it up, opens it, checks it, closes it, picks it up and then follows you. You're kind of like waiting for him at the door by the time he's ready to follow you. All right, I'm good to go. Has has Joyce told you what we're doing? Oh, yeah, I need to get the uh, power plant set up for you. Is that right? Yeah. Do you know why? Oh, yeah. Uh, Something about blowing up the place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was told. Okay. He just keeps nodding. Okay. Okay. I start walking towards my Mac. All right. He follows you um, as you get to your Mac. Um, it has kind of like the cable to get up into it. Uh, and you notice immediately he does not understand how to get up there. That's fine. Um, I'll actually offer like, do you, do you want to ride on the the? What is it? A hovered sled or whatever? Yeah, it's like a it's like a carrier lev. Um, yeah. He like looks over to it. He's like, that makes sense. I might as well. D- does he seem disappointed? I'm not. I don't know what to peg on this guy. <laughs> no. And that's the thing is like, you're not really sure what he's thinking. It's like All the right. kind of thing where he like nods when he's listening to you and just kind of agrees and then does what you tell him to. Um, but it seems like he knows what he's doing and Joyce vouched for him. So you're not quite sure. All right. Well, it is what it is. So I'll get the sled up and start heading my way out there. All right. So, yeah, you activate the sled. Uh, you kind of like uh, tether it um, to the, the final phase um, to kind of get going. And you start heading back towards the city. Um, and then how many? Uh, yeah. Quick question. How many pieces of equipment are on this? There are five pieces of equipment on the sled. There okay. is a a large kind of like cooling uh, system that needs to be slotted back into one of the reactors. Um, there is uh, a few connectors um, because remember I told you there was like a lot of geothermal stuff going on in this mm-hmm. plant that are basically like tubes leading to the like that that basically flow a lot of the liquid to the the boring machines that kind of like get underground um and then so that's like three of the pieces are are various connectors so there's the the coolant device three connectors and the last thing on there appears to be a safety um like a it's like a it's like a a whole it's like a whole bank of various electronics that basically would have just been taken out of some sort of server. Uh, like you imagine in some sort of server room in the in the power plant somewhere, there's an entire row of electronics that was just removed. Hmm. All right. So it's just like literally pieces that are missing from the power plant right now. Like you, okay. you immediately understand that like, okay, yeah, even if I was like the best mechanic or hacker in the world, I would not have been able to get the power plant back online without items like these or replacements for them. And that's sure. why they remove them. Okay. Sounds good. 
All right. And then uh, can you tell me between uh, you and um, uh, between you and Orion uh, together, like where did you guys determine where you're going to rendezvous to head back to the city? Um, I figured I was going to head right back to to the base camp because I wasn't sure how long it was going to take him to pick him up. And I wasn't I wasn't too far behind Rock, maybe only a couple of minutes, I don't think. Okay, so Cause I because Rock left like almost immediately after the battle. Ended. Yeah, he Rock Rock was gone, right? Yeah, and you you stayed to help clean up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so I mean <clears throat> the the amount of time it takes Rock to to get settled um, and pick up No Say, um, I'd say you you probably arrive right as they're ready to leave. I mean, you guys are pretty synced up at this point. Right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll arrive. I'll be like, okay, Rock, you ready? Ready to go? Um, ready to take a sled full of equipment in a bug-infested, horrible wasteland where I could be destroyed at any time to get a reactor back up to get it to explode? I mean, that's what I said, right? Kidding? I've got the easy job. I don't have to talk to Torsley and tell her the plan. Shit. You're right. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll just, I just wave at him it. and start walking. <laughs> You're Good right. Luck. All right. And, uh, uh, Orion, you'll notice, uh, very quickly, um, that on, on the, on the lev sled, uh, that is attached to the final phase, um, there is various electronics and engineering equipment and a man, just, just a guy in like coveralls and like a hard hat and safety goggles, just kind of like sitting on, (laughs) yeah, sitting off the back of the hover lev, just kind of like kicking his feet in the same way you would like, it's almost like he's sitting in like uh, an open back of a pickup truck with like its tail down that's driving slowly. He's just kind of sitting there like he's tailgating almost just kind of like looking out at the at the he's expanse going for a tractor ride. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he like looks up and acknowledges your mech. And for a moment, like as as um, uh, as the Prometheus kind of like the giant hulking power consuming Prometheus kind of like very much funnily kind of like uh, a counterpoint to the very smooth, very angular kind of like modern looking final phase, like lumbers up and joins the caravan. He like looks very like critically and thoughtfully at your mech and like how it's shaped and stuff. And then just starts nodding to himself and then stops looking like he just looks back off into the open expanse. He's just like, yeah, that's a mech. He's like, it, it almost looks like he's scrutinizing your mech for a minute. And then once he's done doing that, it, it's like he's moved on completely. It's like he's closed that chapter of his life and doesn't even care that you're there anymore. You got a very short attention span. Seems like. Stein just kind of shrugs his shoulders and then just continues on with rock. All right. So you guys head into the city. Um, tell me kind of uh, what your plan is. Like, what's your path forward as you get to the outskirts? 
Uh, once we get to the point where we're gonna split, Dine is is just gonna split off and head straight to the uh, uh, straight to the ship, unless Rock needs his help with anything. No, um, I'm going to. I don't. It's not a good way to know ahead of time what's up ahead of me. I don't think. So here um, is a benefit I'm going to remind you of: is that because of the scans that you've done on the area, you have one benefit, but it primarily only helps Orion here. And that is, I said that if you are leaving the city or getting to the spaceport. You do not have to avoid the bugs because you know that path well enough and has scanned those areas well enough that you can do it. It is not a matter of of if or if not. It is how long it takes you. So Orion getting from the outside of the city to the spaceport, you're not going to have a problem there. Um, Rock heading to the power plant, you are going to have to do some stuff to get there unfound so about how long is it going to take to get to the power plant about an hour from the outside of the city to the power plant um can i ask uh no say what what does he need parts wise first and how long is it going to take him to get it in and working uh so he very thankfully does seem like he's been briefed on the operation um, he says, well, uh, the parts we have here should be, I think, everything that's missing. I'll have to do some repair work on some things that were just kind of trashed as we left. And that's going to take me a little bit of time. Um, but uh, Joyce also told me that you are going to get some of the stockpiles to, to help uh, increase the yield as well. Among other things, yes, I'm, I'm worried about our first time going in with this payload. Uh, I was considering going in with just you and the first sets of parts we need first. Well, Letting our uh, load get us there quicker. Yeah, actually, with the stuff I have here and the tools that come loaded into the Lev, uh, I can start working if you want to just get me there. If you can make sure I'm safe when you drop me off, uh, I'd really like that. Um, But as long as I can get to work, I don't really... You don't need to supervise me or anything. I know what I'm doing once we're in the power plant. Uh, and just to clarify, I mean to like take a part or two out of the lev to get you started, and then make a trip back for the rest of the lev after I've got an I- idea for where. Oh, so we're leaving the lev the here. Uh, well, it's dangerous to move with it at the moment without knowing what's ahead. He looks thoughtfully at it. Well, with the tools I have. The thing that I'm going to be able to chew on the longest is getting the cooler back in. So if you can lug the cooler on that mech of yours and I can just bring some of the tools with me, I can you'll I mean, I won't have the crane that's attached to the lev. So you'll have to help me by lowering the cooler into the into the receptacle and then I can work on it from there. Um, but once you help me out with that, I'll that'll take me a couple hours to get hooked back up correctly. 
and it reasonable that I can move at normal speed with the cooler and yes, them? yes, okay. it is. It is just basically a large piece of equipment. What I will say though is that you won't be able to fight as effectively holding it because you will effectively be holding it. Uh, I'll just point out now, my plan is not to fight. Uh, oh, yeah, I fully this. expect your plan is not to fight, but I'm what I'm yeah. saying is if that is the case, holding this thing and fighting will be awkward. So you'll have to do something else with it if that's the case. Sure. OK. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the safest way to go forward, I think. So I'm going to do that. I'll bring him either into the cockpit or like up. No, into the cockpit. He, okay. Yeah. Um, and this was this was um, something that I got some more information about. So there is specifically a system in the game that allows you to have more space in your cockpit to carry extra stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So trying to put extra stuff in your cockpit that if you haven't taken that system is penalized a little bit. I know that someone, it might have even been you, picked up Chimera previously um in like the old gms mechs that you had in in the first mission um you can get no say in here um but if you enter combat and have him in the cockpit with you there will be difficulty added to various roles sure but it will be safer for him in the cockpit you are getting something from that and he is significantly safer in here with you all right. As all long right. as you, as long as you're cognizant of all the things that are going on, you can absolutely start this. That's what I do. All right. So, uh, you uh, pick up the cooler. Um, it is it is interesting in shape. It almost reminds you of a large mechanical pine cone. Um, there are various flaps all along the side that like apparently slot into things. It kind of like. Um, lowers down to a tip at the end and the top side of the pine cone there's like a single like large bar handle that goes across in either an x or a plus depending on how you're looking at it that is almost like a handle that like a crane like a like you know those those cranes that have like the fingers or whatever at the end almost like that was meant to grab onto something like this but you can just as easily like grab that handle with your mech and hold it by that um so that's that you're basically carrying it like a big briefcase shaped like a acorn or like a pine cone okay um so you head in off towards the um power plant you don't have to figure out where it is you you luckily already scouted that area know how to get to it um and orion uh just to uh check in with you uh you are heading directly to the spaceport is that right i am i am correct okay now can you are you Tell me how you're getting there. Like, we know you're going to get there safely, um, but just because this is going to be the thing you're doing for like the next hour or two, can you tell us what it looks like you getting there? So previously, I was the one who had uh, like found the tracks leading out of the city. So I knew so I knew the path. So I would be taking like not necessarily the main road, but like following the path that I had tried or tried to relook or tried to find the path that I had taken before since I had already uh, seen it and knew it was safe. Mm-hmm. So I would try to find that path, which was like skirting on the outskirts of the city and just walk straight to the space uh, station. Gotcha. Yeah. And you're able to, to walk that line pretty effectively. Um, 
you you kind of know what to expect and because you know what all the alternate paths are when things inevitably do pop up that are kind of like changes in your plan like uh you see that there's a little bit of like hive activity ahead on a street that you were planning on using um luckily you're able to just kind of stop very calmly like change and use an alternate pathway that's why it takes you a little bit of time you can do it safely because you know like oh okay this road no go but i'll just take the alternate path so you get there safely it just takes you a little bit of time all right, so let's pop over to Rock, who is actively engaging on this espionage mission. Uh, what does it look like for you to try and get uh, lugging this big power core and using the final phase, trying to get to the power plant? Um, it's a lot of scanning and a lot of like moving from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as you know, I have the infiltrator trait, so. Uh, I can, like, hide, like, in open sight as long as I'm, like, moving from place to place, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of relying on that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really just, like, a lot of that, just playing it careful, trying to map out if there are any insectoids around or not, and where they are, if there are, and going around them. So in this, if we were framing this scene for like a movie or something, this would literally look almost like a person doing it, right? Like that's kind of how the final phase works, right? It's it's like instead of using like corners of buildings to like peek around, you're using entire buildings because you're a mech, right? So like it's it's kind of like showing you going up next to a wall, peeking around the corner. You see like the light shine in the eyes of your mech for scanning. And then we just see kind of like a blur as you like kind of like pass through the open space to the next cover spot. Um and yeah, it, it goes pretty quickly. You're this is this is something you're good at. This is something you're efficient at. And the final phase gets you closer quick um, because of all these things. I'm going to give you accuracy on the role I'm about to ask you to do. Um, so you are still going to have to get there. Um, and even though you're an excellent infiltrator, there is something to be said about critical mass. Um, there are so many creatures infesting this city and this city is pretty big, but it's not has enough room for all the creatures that were outside big. So it does get crowded in some areas. Sometimes the, the terror flies are out. Sometimes the nem packs are out and they're just in like very inconvenient places and as efficient as you are there's something to be said for there's just so many of them so i'm going to need you to make me a roll to show that you are able to get past all of these things mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm going to assume that get somewhere quickly is this a pilot skill right yeah yeah we're going even though you're doing this in your mech we're going to assume that this is like a pilot skill check but because we're using your mech um the thing i'm going to give you here is because you have infiltrator i'm granting you accuracy on this role okay uh then i yeah i'll use the get somewhere quick uh quickly um all right can can you use multiple triggers you can you can use multiple triggers yes as long as they are all 
applicable and the addition of multiple ones narratively makes sense that it's it's kind of multiplying your advantage right like so so if it makes sense for you to be up from two to a four because both these things work really well together then absolutely you can use both all right uh get somewhere quickly of course and then um i'd like to make the push for word on the street asking no say like hey you know you know this area a little bit better than i do uh we can't go this way is there another way to go that would be helpful kind of thing like getting the the news or hearsay from a particular so source got you got you okay well very obviously get somewhere quickly no debate there um we're on the street is is gonna be hard because it depends on if no say has enough information to give you a plus two to getting there um he has to be advantageous in some way for this to work. So let's see. Is no say the kind of person who would have the insight that would help you here? here here's what I'm going to say, Rock. Surprisingly, he is. Um, you almost aren't expecting it. He's he's very much kind of like do to do to do. He's like he's almost not paying attention to what you're doing. It's almost like he just expects you to do your job so that he can do his job. And he's not really even paying attention to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But you get to a point where you're just like, my God, this is just annoying. Like it's one of those things. It's like that's those stealth levels in video games where it's not so much hard to read the patterns. It's just annoying. There are so many of them and you have to do so many timings, right? You're just like, ugh, right? Um, and you you turn to him and you're just like, listen, you've you've lived here. Like, what do you say to him? Uh, I mean, just that, like, is there another way I can go around? Like, uh, is there any back street or, uh, you know, this is a mech we could go over if we need to. Mm -hmm. um, like, how, is, is, do you have any in insight to get us there quickly? And I think that's uh, the thing you get from him is very much like a. Uh, surprisingly he you find that he thinks about things uh, a little bit differently um so much that in so much that you were you were trying to like map out a path to get there and were worried that you were going to be seen like if you tried to fly like that's the big danger if you try to fly above that you're going to get spotted right like easily and he's just like well i mean he just kind of gives you like a couple of names of buildings and you don't know what he's getting at at first. And he's like, well, I mean, they're, they're all tall buildings that kind of like lead there. They just look like a big wall. If you can get on top of one, you can just go from one to the other and you'll be right at the front door. And, and you kind of look at, at the kind of skyline of the city and he's right. Yeah. If we, like, you're going to have to find the opportunity to, to fly up on one side where no creature is looking at that side of the building. But if you can get on top of the building before anyone looks at it, you can kind of just go from top of one like small skyscraper to another three buildings along and then basically come down on top of the energy plant. Well, uh, I have not only the boosters that let me fly, but also uh, mag clamps so I can clamp onto the sides of the buildings to help climb up it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Narratively, this is this is pretty good for you. Um, uh, I'm going to give you the two the two triggers and you have advantage because of infiltrator. All right. Um, 
before you roll, I will say that this is a risky roll. It is you're not going to have any difficulty on this roll, um, but it is risky because these creatures are dangerous. So um, 10 to 20 is a success with problems. Okay. All right. Uh, that's 25. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> With the various bonuses uh, you have, uh, you rolled a six on the advantage. So Infiltrator mm-hmm. really is what took you over the edge here. Mm-hmm. Um, a professional. Yeah, the uh, Infiltrator is really what kind of got you there. Um, the final phase, um, and this is the first mission that you've really gotten to stretch your legs a bit with the final phase is it really leans into the things you kind of had hoped it would um the combination of the mag clamps and your boosters and your infiltrator systems uh you you are the size of a mech but you feel no bigger than rock doing this mm-hmm. right you you just feel like a, a sneaky little sneaky snake get into the power <laughs> plant awesome yeah, yeah, and you just kind of skirt along the tops of the buildings, and by the time you get outside of the power plant, uh, you will notice that there are no creatures just outside of the power plant like you had seen before. Um, they didn't they didn't place any of the resonators near the power plant. So after you get kind of like past the industrial district where they did put some of them, um, there's just yeah, it's it's like i'm sure that some wander through here sometimes and there's evidence of that but you're you're in a pretty safe spot to get down okay uh yeah then i i'll do that i'll help him get going and get the the coolant system where it needs to be and everything first okay uh and yeah you kind of get uh to the other side of the plant from where you'd entered before uh remember the last time you were here you kind of got out of the final phase and got down on foot um to kind of explore the offices he kind of directs you to around the back where some of the like uh the outboard kind of like outside ancillary buildings are and he directs you to basically like what what the equivalent of um like the heavy machinery entrance like the the entrance he would have used if he had to bring like a small crane in here to to drop off the the coolant system um and yeah you you work your way into a room that is it almost looks like a giant um you know how like indoor pools almost like feel weirdly echoey and tight in the ceiling, like almost because they expect you to be in the pool for yeah. a fair amount of the time. It's almost like the ceilings are a little low if you're standing outside of the pool. That's what it feels like to be in a mech in here. It's almost like your mech is hunched over a little bit walking through because in front of you, there's an area where it almost like domes down a little bit. And you can see in the very center of this area that domes down, there is a circular uh, area that has been removed from the systems that, well, looks exactly like what you have (laughs) to to fit for. He's like, well, that's it right there. If you can, Lower it down in. I'll uh, I'll give you. Uh, actually, why don't why don't you let me out of here first? Uh, it'd be better if I could direct you on the ground. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. Let him out. 
help him get it in and everything. Yeah. And he, he directs you, uh, you kind of lower it in. He, he like, as you get closer, he like asks you to slow it down a little bit and you have to like spin it a little bit so that you can like lower it into the grooves correctly. But once you've done that, you're kind of off to the races. Um, no say, uh, gets out, uh, his various equipment that you had kind of like stowed alongside of your Mac and you just kind of like set it down for him. He opens up various boxes and you just see him get to work. He he almost like immediately becomes oblivious to everything else happening around him once he gets down into the system and starts working on reattaching the coolant. All right. Uh, I let him know that I'm going to head back out and get the rest of his stuff. Oh, what's that? I'll be back. Uh, stay safe. He gives you a thumbs up and then gets back to work. All right. Uh, yeah. And I head back and, and get the rest of it then. All right. So um, it is significantly easier uh, and you have some tricks up your sleeve to get there now. Um, so it just is no role at this point. You you know yeah. how to get to the sled and back and nothing has changed since the last time you do it. So you did it and you lost some baggage along the way. Um, so yeah, you kind of get back on top of the buildings, make your way there. Um, rock as you are heading, uh, alongside the top of the buildings, um, heading back to the sled to pick up more equipment. Uh, we're going to pop back over to Orion, uh, yep. to check in on him heading to the DBC. Poor bastard. Orion. I know. Uh, you arrive outside the spaceport, um, the familiar docking zone where the DPC has landed. Almost this large, almost stadium-shaped area. It's kind of like a an open an open ring around which like the DBC landed in. Um, that is kind of like open to the ground and open to the sky, so that it can kind of like take off and land as necessary. Um. So I imagine you just kind of like go up and over the station, right? Because yeah. <laughs> your mech can't go through the hallways. Um, so you kind of go up and over, making your way to the the pit the DBC kind of landed in. And what do you do? I uh, radio Torse to uh, open the dock so I can get in. All right. Get yeah. In the ship. Um, the uh, the kind of like side hatch opens that opens up to the uh, mech storage on the lower the lower decks of the DBC. Yep, I uh, go in and I'm like, all right, here we go. This is not going to be fun. All right. As I, uh, as I get the mech in the ship and just kind of dock and get out. Sure. Yeah, you kind of land. Uh, you head back through the familiar hallways of the DBC. You've been away uh, a couple of days now. Um, so... It's it's like you've been away from home a little bit and you're like looking at the amenities here and you're like, maybe I should get a sandwich or a drink before I leave again. <laughs> um, you you head upstairs and uh, you find Torse uh, in the cockpit. Actually, she's kind of like at her at her uh, kind of like backup pilot slash support terminal that she usually sits at uh, when she's on the bridge. Uh, getting ready for for doing various things. Uh, she just kind of right. like spins her chair around uh, as you get to the bridge and just goes, well, you're back. Uh, where just 
it's been so long since I heard from you guys. How is everyone and what's going on? Uh, I'm going to say, first of all, we're, we're okay. Second of all, you're probably not going to entirely like the story that follows. And then I'm going to give her like a brief overview of, of everything that's happened. Okay. Um, how we, uh, we found the, uh, the refugees, the, uh, well, not refugees, but you know what I mean. Um, we found them, we, uh, the decisions that we made, and uh, what our plan is. And then I kind of wait to see what her reaction is. How, because the last time you talked to her was a short conversation you had from the mining camp. So some yes. of this is information she's had to chew on a little bit, but with no extra context. Um, yep. What new have you added to the story post that conversation? I believe at the time we had not decided whether or not we were going to follow along with their plan. It's been a little while. I'm just trying to think. I think that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was before before we had before we had made that decision and I think it was before we had met with the person Rock was supposed to find whose name I cannot remember. Oh, yes. That that was before that uh you guys kind of had your um face off with Gene. Yes, with Gene. Okay. So it was before any of that, I believe. Okay. How much do you tell her about like Gene and uh Rock and uh uh Astro like getting into like a a, a stand up hold off uh, with like a dissenter and stuff? Like how much of that info do you get into? I would tell her that we had uh that Rock and Astro had encountered a dissenter and that Rock had managed to subdue her, but I would not reveal who Jean was. Okay. So she's just kind of like thinks about it. She's like silent for a bit. She like nods a little bit. She like rubs her eyes a little bit. Okay. So that makes sense. You guys want to help the civilians here. Okay, I've had a few days to come to terms with that. Sure. What's the plan, though? What are we doing here? How are we going to get these people out of here? Um, so at this point, I would reveal what I know about um, their escape plan, because I feel like she has to know in order for our escape plan to work okay right how does how does that go though like what what do you tell her because like i need to know what information she receives and how it's delivered because she doesn't know any of the plan yet i would basically she tell her what i know she doesn't even know when like she doesn't even know when manticorp is supposed to show up like when the rescue ship's supposed to arrive what you want her to do and like i need to know what you tell her because actually you guys have been saying like slightly different things over time so i need to know what she thinks the plan is okay so i would tell her the timeline for the rescue ship um our plan to board it um, our plan for her to deliver, to transmit the data from the disk that I have, 
um, and for her to basically transmit it and then get the fuck out. Um, which would probably be two or three days. I don't, did we ever discuss when she would be leaving? Like pro probably a couple of days before, before Manticorp is scheduled to arrive. She, she would have to, she would have to leave before Manticorp got to orbit. Right. And what which we had discussed be... is that Manticorp is probably arriving. Um, like when they told you, they said Manticorp would be arriving in about two days and the evacuation ship would be arriving in seven days. Okay. Um, and that uh, it would take time from the ship arriving at the gate at the edge of the system to it getting to orbit. Right. So basically, she would have to be in orbit and deliver the data by tomorrow, then. Right? Yeah. That's what it's starting to seem like. If Manticorp yeah. is approximately arriving in two days, then she would have to basically, as soon as she gets confirmation that Manticorp received the data, she would have to be gone. So, yeah. And what does be gone look like? That's, that's what she uh, asked. She goes, what does be gone look like? Where do I go? Where do I meet you? What's the rendezvous? How do I get you guys back? So I would bring up like, like a general, like a map of the system that we're in. And Dine, Dine's, unlike most of the other crew, Dine has kind of been like a mercenary for most of his life. And while he doesn't know like every area, he's probably been in most of the systems around here. And he knows it well enough that I that I could reasonably believe he would know a safe location for her to to kind of hide out. That the ship would be able to, uh, that the that the uh, rescue ship would be able to take us to. So, do you tell her to leave system to go to an adjacent system? Then is she going to be in this system, or is she I going to, to say meet you? That she would not go beyond the gate. Okay, so you want her to some go somewhere within this system yes. that is protected from Manticorp finding her. Yes. Okay. Do you have I do you have like any ideas would... of where that would be? I did, but by the way, Jeremy, I just remember us talking a little bit about it um, before, like where the ship would go. And um, one thing, like we we know, is like, um, you know, is they, I don't think the ship has to go like too far. Um, yeah. because they, it's really hard to find a spaceship unless you're really trying to, um, it, yeah. so if they see the ship go and they just assume like it left, you know, they're not going to be scanning everything. Um, so well, I just remember a big place. Yeah. So I just remember we, we, we mentioned that I thought we had mentioned something about like it hiding behind an asteroid but i don't know if that officially I don't, happened. I don't think that's entirely necessary dying would probably give her like a uh a general area in the system that he feels is re relatively safe okay so let me let me give Manticorp. you let me give you guys this then so um you want her to transmit data to manticorp in like quote unquote good faith being like here's some data that we were able to get from your operatives that were here before right um as if you were still on their side, right? Yes. Um, 
like the the option that kind of like shows up for me and i don't i don't want to like put this like i don't i don't want to tell you that this is the plan but i wanted to see if like this is where you were going with this is like do you want her to just transmit that data to manticorp and then as manticorp gets closer have her leave orbit as if she's heading towards the gate, right? Because any ship that would normally need to leave the system would usually leave via the gate. Like, right. are you just going to like make it seem as if that's where the DBC is headed? That makes the most sense to me. Maybe not go through their ships, but you know, like around them. Yeah, but plot a general course towards towards yeah. the towards the outer area of the system. Okay. Uh, she just kind of like shakes her head and says, uh, can can you trust these people to, to get you back to me? Well, at this point, we're so deep in this, I don't think we have that much of a choice. And what about, I mean, I'm... I'm fine with us with us helping the 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 miners on the planet get away. But like we we incurred quite a bit of of damage and repair and, and fuel getting here is how are we how are we going to pay for all this? Well, for one, because of what we're doing, the noblest oblige will. uh definitely owe us one and for two i have a feeling that we're going to be paid partially in iridium which and then we're gonna have to find a way to sell that oh i'm sure we can find a way trust me there are people willing to buy it and not just the corporations What about Ren? That that is a tough one. And I don't have an answer for you. Um I mean, they as good as offered their station as as a, a safe harbor and they said that they would offer, you know, various jobs to us and stuff. Do you do you think you know, we can work with them on the on on this side of things. I mean, we already had some bad relations, but I think this is a step further than a feud with Terratella. Hmm. Oh, well, getting on the bad side of any corporation is going to lead to something like this, unfortunately. Um. That's not to say that we can't work with Ren in the future, but I think staying at the station might be a little bit more difficult. We'll have to figure something out. Oh, creating some bridges and then burning others. Or burning them all. What about this this Nobilis affair? Uh, I mean, I, I've been looking them up, and they're... Other than some reports about people who've hired them, and from what I can tell, mostly happy with the results, I 
they're ghosts. I don't know where they came from. I, I don't know who they are, uh, what kind of group they are, who they were before this, where they got their members from. They just showed up. This is Jeremy forgetting. Do we know the answer to any of those questions aside from they work like in the outer rim? No, I don't think I don't think you have gotten any of those answers. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought. In retrospect, we did kind of just accept all that without questioning it, which is probably a bad call. But you know, we made our bet at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna be sleeping in it, and probably on fire. I, I know, I know, I'm not. Fire. I know, I'm not there. But just this is this is Chuck yeah. talking. Um, Getting in I, good with the Nobles affair, though, wasn't our only motive. Yeah. No. Um, I think we more just figured like this is the right thing to do, um, and this this will be our comp, like compensation prize uh, uh, at the end of it. Is at least we have an ally. I have this a, is a this is a poor business decision, but the right moral decision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about par for the course for us. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that Ryan is not entirely above board as it is. So, like, they might be kind of to some degree cool with this, but I'm making a lot of assumptions there. Well, that's something that we we get to we get to play out if you guys survive this mission. So. Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll see where uh, we'll see where that bridge where that bridge leads. Um, um, yeah. To Ren, I would just respond. Well, I don't really I can't really say much one way or the other about the, the Noblesse affair. I have this uh, this decision. This our decision right now felt like a poor business decision, but a uh, a, a more of a moral decision. Than she anything. she like she like. She does the raise one eyebrow and look at you like examiningly type thing. She just like looks at you and goes. You said that seriously enough that I know you mean it, but I can't tell if Astro's rubbing off on you. Oh, don't worry. If I think Astro's done something stupid, I'll let him know. <sighs> well... I guess the life of a a drift tech working for a group of unscrupulous mercenaries who are on the bad side of some megacorps is a romantic life to lead, so I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> oh, There's look on the bright side. Lining. Maybe we'll be able to get some uh, black market tickets for your next concert. <sighs> all right well don't you losers do anything that gets us into any more fire we're in enough of it as it is oh any more fire and i think evelyn would have a heart attack she nods <laughs> agreeingly I'll, I'll hand her the data all right she takes a look at it she's like okay <laughs> i'll uh i'll load this into the system so that we can send it across the encrypted channels um, is there anything I need to know about this before I send it? Well, the data, I would just tell her what we had found on the, uh, basically what, what the data entails. The whole point of the data is to, uh, well, control their movements for one, one way or another, because we are, because so, we have to survive until the, uh, the ship arrives 
And if we know how they're going to move, we can uh, survive that much longer. All right, I gotcha. She uh, takes the various UMDs for from you, puts them in a little stack, nice little stack of UMDs. Uh, and as she spins around to like look back at her terminal and like start getting things ready, hey, uh, when did you when did you say Manticorp was supposed to get here? Two days? Don't tell me. She like I'm leans right to one side and you can see over her shoulder. Uh, it looks like they just arrived at the outskirts of the system. Oh, crap. All our plans just got moved up uh, tremendously. You just hear a loud. <sighs> as as you can visibly see the form uh of her deflate in her chair. Oh. Uh, and do, do, do. as we zoom out, we see uh, as the viewers, if not the, the players, um, we see the ships of Manticorp warp in as the gate does not open on the edge of the system. Uh, they have arrived here in a much a similar way as you had uh, arriving a full day earlier than is planned. Uh, seemingly, their forward scouting ship is equipped with a system jumping device. And Manticorp is on its way. All right. Well, that is going to be the end of the first half of tonight's session. And when we come back, we'll see if you guys are able to finish up and put into gear the last steps of your plan to get ready for their arrival. <laughs> nice cliffhanger. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I guess we don't have to worry about downtime activities at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. I, I have some ideas. We'll go over them in the in the next session. <laughs> oh, no. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Bye.